You're listening to the Tigers Radio Network on MarpleNewtownFootball.com. This is a special presentation of postseason high school football, heard exclusively on MarpleNewtownFootball.com and brought to you by the Monroe Agency of Allstate Insurance, Burlap and Bean, Zach's Hamburgers, Dr. Tom Graziano and the Advanced Chiropractic Center, Sprawl Lanes of Springfield, Delaware County, Mark Anthony's Paisanos, the Philly Pretzel Factory, the Marple Newtown Football Boosters Club, and the Tigers Radio Network. And now, calling tonight's Pennsylvania Interscholastic Athletic Association Class AAA District 1 Championship Game are the radio voices of the Marple Newtown Tigers. From the campus of Plymouth Whitemarsh High School, here's Steve Reynolds and Greg Pecco. Greg Pecco, Steve Reynolds here with you, getting ready for the start of the third quarter in this one, with Interboro leading 14-6. Plymouth White Marsh High School is the location, as we've mentioned, and it's been a good game so far, Steve. I know you and Jim discussed a lot of statistical information at half in terms of what both teams did. It's been very close in comparison as to what they're doing, but Interboro has taken advantage of their opportunities. Yeah, we saw through the stats, time possession, total yards, total plays, third down conversion, all in favor of Westchester Henderson. But as you see the score, 14-6, to Interboro, they're making, they're making the plays. Two big stops on fourth down as uh, Westchester Henderson was trying, it was in Interboro territory. They made the stop there. Huge kickoff return, a huge fourth and 15 conversion. So Interboro's making the big plays they have to make, and that is why they're leading uh, by eight points at halftime. Henderson has also hurt themselves with penalties. Obviously, the one that backed them up, the personal foul penalty celebration, followed by a false start, pushed them back at, on an extra point to a 40-yard attempt, and it ended up being no good. Um, however, with that information being the way it is, in favor of Westchester Henderson, especially time of possession, does Interboro have to stop that and at least turn it around a little bit in order to sustain themselves going forth in this second half with Henderson being as good and, and having as much depth as they do have? Yeah, I believe that they have to do that, uh, Greg, but at the same time, they have to keep doing what they've been doing in the first half, making big plays, but they're going to have to try to uh, get the ball back and just run the clock, run the clock, because they're up by eight points. They're up by a touchdown here. The game's in favor of them. The uh, you know the clock's in favor of them on their side, so they got to hold that ball there, reverse that time possession there, but Henderson down by eight. After a big touchdown, those two penalties really broke their momentum. You want momentum after a touchdown. They didn't get it there. I'm sure they're going to come out in this half and try to go after it as they receive the ball. And as the, the listeners of this broadcast uh, team can certainly attest to, our, our, our usual listeners can attest to, the, the f- most important possession of the game is which one, Steve? The first possession of the second half, Je- uh, Greg. So that is coming up here momentarily. Innerborough will kick off as they got the ball to start the game. They will kick off on the right side of the field, moving right to left, defending that far right end zone. Westchester Henderson will return from the left side, moving left to right. Innerborough wearing black and gold tonight. Westchester Henderson, maroon and white. So a big possession here, down eight points to start the second half right away. We will have that coming up here as the both sides start to take the field here. With 12 minutes on the clock, just awaiting them to set up for the kickoff. Mike Cristaldi will kick off for Interboro today. Uh, so far, Interboro has been fairly solid, special teams coverage-wise downfield, Steve. Yeah, they haven't up anything big. Um, 
their special teams coverage, breaking the wedges and making plays here. But, uh, you know, let's see what Henderson can do here, try to get good field position. Uh, I expect them to keep running the ball. They've had some success on those pitches, on those counters. They're down by eight, but it's still very early. It's the second half, uh, beginning of the second half. I expect them to keep running the ball. It's Mitten and Rimajewski at the 10 to return. Cristaldi to kick ball up at the 40. Here we go, second half. PIAA Class 3 District 1 Championship. Bucks line up across the 30. Cristaldi sets. Mitten, Rimchevsky back at the 10. Cristaldi's approach. Here's the kick. Line drive at Mitten on the near side. It's going to be a reverse handoff to Rimchevsky to the near side. He finds a little bit of a hole. Two bucks on him. Shakes a couple tackles. Brought down at the 33, though, by Interborough. And uh, like Henderson's uh, thinking there, the little reverse handoff, you like to say, and it kind of threw Interborough off guard, their return team or their uh, kickoff coverage team, and uh, decent field position for Henderson as they get the ball for the first time in the second half. Batty and Warriors now come out. They will start with the ball at their own 33-yard line. Mitten, Phil Mitten, near side. Chris Mitten is a tailback, a wingback, excuse me, eye formation. Matani in the backfield as the fullback. One man in motion. It's a quick handoff up the middle. Rumashevsky, who picks up about five yards on the carry before he's brought down. Rumashevsky takes the ball up the middle. Good hard fought yards there as he stretches out um, right close to the uh, 40-yard line, about the 37, and uh, bring up a second down and five for this Henderson offense. And now it appears there's an injury timeout. So with a score 14 to six, we'll pause 10 seconds for station identification. <laughs> You're listening to the Tigers Radio Network on MarpleNewtownFootball.com. Greg Pecco, Steve Reynolds here with you. 11.35 to go, third quarter. Second down and five from the Henderson 38 for the Warriors. Mitten goes far side receiver. Warren Allen is the corner on him on that far side. I formation in the backfield. Rimashevsky, the tailback. Batty under center. Ball is set. In motion, near side is the tight end. It's a handoff to Rimashevsky up the middle. He picks up another four yards. He's going to be shy of a first down. Let's bring up third and short, Steve. Number 34, number 78 of the Bucks. In on the tackle there. Rimashevsky gets close to a first down in there. Bring up a huge third down play. Here in the uh, third quarter. So it'll be third down and two from the 41-yard line. A four-yard carry. Arimashevsky. Mitten far side receiver at the far hash. Ball is near hash. I formation once again for Batty and the Warriors. Allen out on Mitten as the corner. It's a pitch to Rimashevsky to the outside. Interbarrow's going to try and string him out. He looks like he's going to find the edge, and then he's tackled. Ball comes out at the end. Looks like the Bucks are on it. No official signal yet. It looked like he was down the ground, forced the fumble. That's what they're going to call. That's right? what they're going to call, yep. As they move it back, it's going to be shy of a first down. Now they're going to call timeout for a measurement. If they're short here... Uh... I'm thinking you go for it. It's a district championship game. You're down by eight. You need something, some momentum to build off of. It's a 
It's not a yard. It's a couple inches there. It's that aggressive Marple Newtown mentality bred in Steve from his time with the Tigers. <laughs> Here comes the sticks out for the measurement. It appears like it's going to be, if it's shy, it's about an, two inches, and it is. It will bring up fourth down. So fourth in inches for the Warriors, and uh, I kind of would tend to agree with you, Steve. You kind of have to go for it here. You know, it's it's basically midfield, and, and the defense for Henderson hasn't been, you know, allowing up too many yardage, but Interbar is taking advantage of the short yardage they did receive. Yeah, they're, they're, they're leaving the offense on the field. I love this call here. District championship game. Who wants them more? This is one of them moments where maybe you, you fake the run up the middle and pitch it outside. Yeah, catch him, everyone off guard. They're going to be stacked in the middle, that inner barrow defense. Mitten is the near side receiver. At the near hash, ball is far hashing fourth and inches. Batty under center. High formation. But Tony the fullback. Ramaszewski the running back. Tight end goes in motion. It's a handoff up the middle. Leans forward. Looks like he has the first down as it's given to Monotoni. That's close, but it does look like they have enough. No official signal. But where the side judge's foot is, looks like he's got it, and they will move the chain. So it is a first down for Henderson, and a strong call by head coach Steve Mitten. Yeah, that's a gutsy call right there on in your own, uh, you know, on your own side of the field there, and they get it. So he looks like a genius because <laughs> they got it, and they're going to keep on driving here, trying to uh, even up the score. Derek Matoni, the fullback, leading forward for that first down. Mitten near side receiver at the near hash. First down and 10 at their own 44 for the Warriors. Some confusion in the backfield. Now Henderson's going to have to call a timeout early in this half. And with the lead, 14-6, to Interborough, you're listening to District 1 Football on the Tigers Radio Network. Suffering from back or neck pain, injury, or headaches? The Advanced Chiropractic Center and Dr. Tom Graziano have been serving Marple Newtown and Delaware County residents for over 15 years. Dr. Tom Graziano enjoys helping his patients without drugs or surgery. He takes a gentle approach, utilizes current techniques, and has several massage therapists on staff. Advanced Chiropractic Center accepts all kinds of insurances, including most HMOs, as well as accident cases. It is the mission of Advanced Chiropractic Center to take their time with all of their patients and give them the care they deserve. Do you have a question? Just mention that you heard about Dr. Tom Graziano from the Tigers Radio Network or Marple Newtown Football for a free consultation. Call the Advanced Chiropractic Center at 610-356-2300. Back to live action here. Greg Pecco, Steve Reynolds, Plymouth White Marsh High School. District 1, Class 3A championship game between Henderson and Interborough. It's a shotgun for Batty Bunch. Three wide receiver formation to this near side. There's only one corner up at the line of scrimmage. That is Simmons. It's going to be a run play. Read well by Interborough as Fentress was there waiting for the run play from that far side of the field by the Warriors. Excellent play there by Fentress, as you said, Greg. Uh, waited for that, stayed home, and made the play, uh, bringing up a second down close to midfield for this Henderson offense. And it was Rimashevsky on the two-yard carry from that far side. 9.48 to go, first half. Or second half, excuse me. With the Bucks up eight points, second down and eight from the 46. It's going to be a bunch formation near side once again. It's Mitten, Richard, shotgun for Batty. He's going to look to throw. He's hit hard by Interborough, number 57 for the Bucks that time. 
Miguel Cunos with the sack. Yes, and Cunos comes in on defense, comes right through the B gap and makes an excellent play as he sacks the quarterback, James Batty, for a loss of yardage. So third down and 14, official loss of about six yards on the play. They'll bring up third down, as I mentioned, from the Warriors, 40 under nine minutes to play third quarter. They line up with two receivers on the near side. Mitten Rimashevsky are the receivers there. Batty out of the shotgun. Ball is in the center of the field. Batty looks to roll to the near side. He's going to roll back the other way on that little fake screen to the far side. Mitten, Chris Mitten catches it on that far side of the field. He breaks a few tackles, spins off another, but he's going to lose yardage again on that far side of the field. And the Bucks force a long fourth down once again. And uh, same play that Henderson went to as they <clears throat> that they went to in the first half, right before halftime. Little uh, throwback screenplay, which Interbarrow came out and uh, made the big play there. So the fourth down and 15. It's a one-yard loss on that last play. So here we go. 8:04, punt for Engel. Everton back for the Bucks, and it's a. Rugby-style punt to the near side at Everton. It's going to bounce at the 30 and going to roll, take a big Henderson bounce down to the 11-yard line and out of bounds. And uh, excellent punt there. You don't get you don't get anything after a big fourth-down conversion, uh, Henderson's. But they punted away, get great uh, swing of field possession. So Hinderbar is working uh, from about the 11, 12-yard line, and with this Henderson defense, it's been so stout all season long. Uh, they have an opportunity to make a big play and get the ball back. 49-yard punt for Engel with 7.44 to go third quarter, and the Bucks leading 14-6 to from their own 12 now. They will start with Everton, the receiver, far side. Q in the backfield with Sonny Armstrong. It's a handoff up the middle to Armstrong, who's going to go for a couple yards, still pushing the pile. Sonny Armstrong, a very strong young player. Flag comes in late. So, uh, see what that penalty is, Steve. Any idea? Mm. Hard to tell on that pile. Hard to tell, yeah. There's <laughs> beard dive to Sonny Armstrong. There's a lot of clutter up in the middle. Holding. Maybe a face mask. Face mask. That's, that's a good call on you, Greg. Uh, Personal foul. Might be a face mask. It is. It is a face mask. The Henderson players were kind of giving me a tell there as they were not happy with what was coming out of the referee's discussion. And that's tough. You make a great stop there on a first down play deep in uh, Interbarrow's own territory trying to work out of, and you bow them out with a face mask penalty. And I guess that's where, from an offensive standpoint, you tell your running backs to keep your legs moving. You never know what might happen. You break from a pile, or you get a face mask in a pile like that. Rare to see, but it happens. I form again for Interborough. Rentos hands off to Key. He's going to be knocked back at the line of scrimmage. No gain by Henderson. Good defense. And number 10, Chris Mitten, who's been all over the field. Offense and defense scored. Henderson's only touchdown makes a big play right there. Um, bring up a second down and 10 for the Bucks uh, offense. So second and 10 for Interborough from their own 30-yard line. Seven minutes to go, third quarter. Bucks lead by eight, 14-6. We're going to go three wide receiver set. 
Simmons far side with Everton. Near side, Fentress. I form in the backfield. Rentos three-step drop. Quick to Everton over the far side. He's hit hard at the 35-yard line and down. But a five-yard pickup. Spencer Rimashevsky. Rimashevsky comes in and lays the wood on the inner barrel receiver for about... About a five-yard gain, but uh, it was a good open-field tackle. Seven-yard gain, my mistake, but an open-field tackle, which was huge because he was the only man uh, interbound receiver had to beat, and uh, a big play there by Henderson. So it all set up, set up third and short, third down and four officially for interbound from their own 36-yard line. They lead by eight points, 6-11 to go, third quarter. 0 for 4 on third down conversions, though. This is a big Third down here for this Henderson defense. Three wide receivers, eye formation for Rentos. It's another three-step drop. He's under some pressure, being flushed from the pocket. He's got Simmons far side who steps out of bounds. He couldn't stay in on that far side of the field. Now there's a flag down, and it could be that he stepped out and came back in and was the first man to touch the ball. Uh, might appear to be that. You also have, it was towards the Henderson sideline. You don't know, they already got a sideline warning, uh, but we'll see what the rest call here. Officially, that was a one-yard gain. We'll wait for the penalty, though, to tell us the rest of the story. And where he was at, as you said, Greg, he might have stepped out of bounds, came back in, because when he called yeah. that, he was pretty much I saw right on the I, edge. I saw Henderson co- head coach Steve Mitten running up to the official, pointing, pointing at the, at the ground, so I'm wondering if that's what it was. And that is what it is, as it is illegal touching um, on that on Simmons as he stepped out and came back in to touch the ball. So we'll decline it there, it looks like, and force Interbarrow to punt the ball away. So fourth down and four after the decline penalty. Ball at the Interbarrow 36, so they will punt it to way, away to Hermeshevsky and Mitten as Cristaldi will come on to punt. Hermeshevsky and Mitten. On the left side of the field at their own 30. Cristaldi stands back at his own 25 for the punt. As the officials wait to clock the play. And they're still discussing far side of the field with Coach Mitten. Uh, obviously we can't hear them from here as we're on the opposite side of the field. And wouldn't know what they're discussing. I would assume it's something about the penalty. But in any event, now they are going to... Interbrow's going to go back into its huddle. And while we have a moment, Coatesville now leads 42-28 to in that playoff game against Neshemini. And now they're going to take it back and bring up third down as Coach Mitten decided. That's probably what the discussion was about, Steve, whether or not it was a loss of down or... Interesting call here because it looked like Interbrow was going to punt it away. But now you give them an opportunity for a third down. I know it's a third down and long, but you saw what they did on fourth down and long. Yeah. Converted on it. So interesting decision by Henderson uh, head coach Steve Mitten. So here we go. Third down for the Bucks. 5.52 to go after a long discussion on that far sideline. 14-6 lead for Interborough. As they're at their own 21 now, backed up down there. It's been a strong game, both sides defensively. So, Interborough will come out. I form three wide receivers. Everton, Simmons, far side. Fentress, near side. I formation. And Rentos is just going to hand off to Q. He's got the outside edge. Close to a first down brought down. Looks like he might have it across the 40. What a run by Austin Q. For that 
decision by head coach Steve Mitten doesn't pay off. He might have been thinking maybe a fake field goal since it was only a four yards to go for Interborough, but he, he, declined, he accepted the penalty. They went back for a third down and, uh, you know, run the ball, tried to, you know, see what they could get, and <laughs> they pick up a first down. The 18-yard run for Austin Q and the Bucks results in a first down for Interborough. And he is has eight carries for 50 yards now, does Q. And a touchdown. 5.43, I form again. One receiver far side. Red Toast is going to hand off to the near side. Off the edge is number 21, Curran Mottman. Mottman breaks three and crosses the 40 and run out of bounds at the 37. Big run for Curran Mottman. And a flag comes in way late. Henderson's got to keep their composure here. It looks like a late hit penalty, but they need to keep their composure as a huge uh, first down run right there by Koran Mottenen for a, about a 23-yard gain. And we will wait what the call is here. As officials discuss, now here is the signal. Dead ball foul, personal foul, Westchester Henderson. Late hit. So the Bucks will... Get another advantage from a Henderson penalty. All the momentum on Interborough's side. Looked like Henderson was going to get that momentum back with a punt, but uh, a big change of events there after the first down run on third and long. And then this run here, tacked on a 15-yard penalty. Uh, Interborough's got a lot of momentum here trying to uh, add on to their score, to their lead. 5.33 to go, third quarter. Interborough has the football inside. Henderson Territory at the 22. 14 to 6 lead for those Bucks. I formation. Rentos under center. It's going to be a quick handoff fake to Sonny Armstrong and Rentos is going to keep it as he's under deep pressure two yard loss. And once again, number 10, Chris Mitten all over the field for Henderson and he makes another play there as uh, the Bucks Get a loss of yardage on the first down play. Rather old school style football game here. Uh, three yards cloud of dust a lot of times, but some big plays from both squads have resulted in some excitement. Now Simmons goes out far side receiver. I form again. Armstrong, Warren, Allen in at tailback now. Allen goes in motion to the near side. It's a fake handoff to Sonny Armstrong. Rentos is going to keep far side. He's got some space. He's going to cross the 20, and he's just going to go down. Smart play by Rentos at the 16-yard line. He's finally tripped up. Looks like by number 44, Derek Mantanti of the Warriors of Westchester Henderson. And bring up a third down and about five or six for Henderson, or for the Bucks. Did you say that was a designed QB keeper, Steve? Um... You know, it looked like he stepped back, saw his receivers were covered, and saw an alleyway, and he just took that smart, smart enough, tucked the ball in, and fell down, and uh, bring up a third down for the Bucks. Third down and five for Interborough. Twelfth play of this drive. 4-14 to go, third quarter. They spread it three receivers with an I form for Rentos. Henderson stacks five in the box. They're going to bring one. Hand off to Sonny Armstrong up the middle. He's not going to go anywhere, maybe a yard, if anything. And uh, Henderson Warriors there to make the stop. Big number 72, one of the defenders in on the play, Brian White, the sophomore D lineman. And this brings up a huge fourth down and four play. Um, if Henderson wants to get back in this game, they got to step up here, make the play, and try to get this momentum back on their side. 
fourth and four, and, and Henderson has been really pinching down in the center since the first quarter, and they were gassed a few times, Steve. Does that set anything up for an offense on the outside? Yeah, I expect something on the outside. Expect you know They're going to obviously line up in shotgun as they do now and uh, try to throw the ball. Four wide receivers for Rentos in the box. Armstrong in the backfield. And flags down, delay of game, as the play clock is at zero. It is a delay of game, no timeout with 3.20 to go. In his third quarter, Bucks lead by eight. So that'll bring up fourth and nine. That changes things a little bit. Yeah, it sets them back. Uh, but, again, they convert on a fourth and 15 for a touchdown. So this fourth and nine, you know, nothing new for them. Uh, maybe expect a screen pass as they tried to set up in the first half were unsuccessful. Uh, but they appear to be uh, in shotgun and ready to throw this ball in the air. Shotgun again, four wide receiver set, both squads, 163 total yards. Rentos out of the shotgun, looks to throw. Middle of the field, Fentress hits off his hands, incomplete. And that's uh, it's, it's heartbreaking right there for Interbarrow. Had a nice drive there, converted on a big third and long. Here, fourth and nine. Had Fentress, who's had a, such a good game today. Looked as if he turned a little too late. The ball was right in his hands, and he couldn't make it. Would have been a touchdown and a big lead he for Interborough. But Henderson, you know, gets lucky and uh, gets the ball back. Had three steps on his man on that play, and Henderson gets the ball back now with 3.14 to go third quarter. Big possession right here for Henderson if they want to get back in this game. Henderson now, ball at their own 21 as they take over. I form. Batty hands off up the middle, breaking free this time and being tackled at the last second by Simmons is number six. Garrett Girofalco, and thank God for Innerboro, there was a safety there because he had wide open spaces after that. Good open field tackle. Yes, yeah, simple run up the middle. Girofalco gets the ball from quarterback James Batty, and he rushes up the middle. And uh, Henderson trying to get this momentum back on their side and put some points on the board to cut this lead. 16-yard carry by Girofalco. First down and 10 for Henderson. Three minutes to go, third quarter. Ball at the Henderson 36. They move left to right. I form, one receiver far side. Ball is in the middle of the field. Mitten is that far side receiver. It's a handoff up the middle to Girofalco again. Picks up two yards. This time, Interbarrow is there to make the stop. The number 34 was one of the Bucks in on the tackle. Adam Weaver, the senior linebacker. So that'll bring up second down for Henderson from their own 36, eight yards to that first down marker. They're down by eight with 2.20 to go in this third quarter. Far side is Mitten, the receiver. It's I form again. Girofalco and Ramaszewski. It's a handoff to Girofalco again up the middle. The Bucks are there to stop them for only a one-yard pickup. Bring up third down, Steve. Again, the Bucks, as you said, Greg, there to stop them. Big play right there, bring up a third down, and this sets up uh, about a third and seven, possibly four down territory, depending on the amount of yardage they gain here uh, for Henderson. So it is a three-play, 19-yard drive so far. This is the fourth play of the drive. Third and seven from their own 40 for Henderson. Press coverage on the near side receiver, Mitten, by Fentress. 
And now a timeout by Henderson. This is their second of the half. So they have one remaining with 1.33 to go. Interbury leads 14-6. You're listening to District 1 Playoffs on the Tigers Radio Network. Hey, Tigers fans. Did you know that only the Philly Pretzel Factory can make the Philadelphia Pretzel? Because they have authentic, genuine quality of a Philly Pretzel. They're always hot, always fresh, always a great deal. When I go to the Philly Pretzel Factory, I know I'm eating the original Philly soft pretzel. Bring them to a sporting event, a work party, even for a quick snack, and you can be sure that the Philly Pretzel Factory will deliver a pretzel of great taste and value. Stop in today at any of their locations, including Broomall, Springfield, Folsom, and Bryn Mawr. Or visit their website at phillypretzelfactory.com for a complete listing of locations in the Delaware Valley. And remember, if it's not from the Philly Pretzel Factory, it's not a real pretzel. Back to live action, Batty under center. Batty takes the snap, fakes one hand up, now gives to Chris Mitten to the far side. He breaks one tackle, he breaks to the edge, down the sideline, 40. He's got one man to beat, and he's going to say he stepped out of bounds. Back at the 49-yard line. But he had wide open spaces in front of him, Steve. And there's that counter play. A good timeout. You, you wanted the right play, and even though it's their second timeout already in the third quarter. They wanted to get the right play. They get that counter play to Chris Mitten, who scored on a touchdown earlier in the game for Henderson. This time he takes it up the sideline and unfortunately steps out of bounds because it looked like he was headed for the end zone. So first and ten from the inner barrel 48 for Henderson now. 125 to go, third quarter. Mitten near side receiver. That's Phil Mitten. Chris Mitten is a tailback. I form. It's a quick handoff to Jared Falco up the middle. He picks up about five yards before he's brought down by Interborough. And he's brought down by number 34, the Bucks. And that's Steve Phillips. And ba- Batty's been doing a good job tonight with those uh, beer uh, handoffs, faking it as if it's so he's keeping it. And uh, But Interborough's been doing a good job of stopping it up the middle. One minute to go, third quarter. 14-6 lead for Interboro. It was a four-yard carry by the Warriors a moment ago. Ten seconds left on the play, Cock. I form for Batty. And a flag down. False start, most likely, as it's called blown dead. And that is... Now the Henderson's clapping, so could be against the Bucks. As the officials approach the far sideline, which is the Henderson sideline, to discuss this. And they're still discussing. Now to midfield is the head official to call it. It's going to be encroachment on Interborough, so it'll be second down and very short here with 46 seconds to go in the third quarter. And usually when they blow dead uh, off sides on the defense, it's if so they hit an opposing player um, before the ball was snapped. 44 seconds and counting. I form ball far side, one's receiver to that far side. Now a tight end moves in motion to the near side. It's a handoff to Rimashevsky. He's met immediately, falls forward. Looks like he has the first down, though. Yeah, Henderson just trying to get that first down right before this quarter expires, and they do so. And it, no chain movement yet. No, it's going to be oh. short. They're not even going to call for a measurement. Looked like he uh, put his arm up for a first down signal. 
Very close. 17 seconds to go first quarter. Third down and has to be about an inch. Um, receiver far side. Ball far side as well. I form. Jared Falco and Ramoshevsky in the backfield. Mitten the receiver to that far side. And it's a quick handoff to Jared Falco up the middle. He has the first down. All he had to do was lean forward. He gets more than that. Down at the 36 of Interborough with no time left on the clock. It's a 14-6 Interborough lead. You're listening to District 1 Playoff Football on the Tigers Radio Network.